I'm Jade. And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Netflix teenage dramedy, Do Revenge, discuss the Adam Levine cheating scandal, and we discuss the trash film, Where the Crawdads Sing. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And Jade, I feel like we're not doing our job as a podcast. As an entertainment, film, all around pop culture podcast. Sure. We don't talk about Adam Levine. Oh, I mean, we have to talk about Adam Levine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know where to start because, okay, I, I guess first we can start here. Adam Levine. Mm-hmm. Judgment. Yes. Go. So for those who don't know, which would be insane if you didn't, Adam Levine basically got caught cheating on his wife, former Victoria's Secret model Bahati Prinsloo, with this quote-unquote model called Sumner who created a TikTok video that showcase all of their DMs, showcasing their entire affair. And um, one of the most egregious things in that uh, DM was that Adam had asked if his current pregnant wife, uh, if they could name their daughter Sumner. So basically naming, <sighs> or, or I think it's their son, but anyways, their child after his mistress. Um, and so for me personally, I just think this is so gross because not only is he having an affair on his, you know, pregnant wife? But with, with, the, third, with third child. The, with, yeah, with this third, is third child. child. Not just, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're deep in still it. bad enough, but like yeah. you've had three kids with yeah. this woman. With your woman. Yeah. yeah. With your, yeah. So like. Your but, woman. That sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with your woman. <laughs> I was going to say this woman because yeah. I was like, but then that, I don't want to confuse with Sumner. Yeah. But, anyways, but um, yeah, so it's like not only that, but like when you actually read the DMs that he has with this girl, with the with Sumner, it's, like, gross. It's, like, fuckboy level. It's, Your like... Your body is so hot. You're like. so hot. You, like, turn me on. Like, da-da-da-da. Like, what are you wearing? Like, that type of gross stuff. Like, and I'm just, like, God, like, really? Like, is, it, is it gross? Or is it just because it's unoriginal and it's Adam Levine? But that's exactly it. It's, it's gross because it's, like, this is typically what men who are only looking for exactly that one thing. Like, I'm just looking to fuck. I don't regard you as a person. You know, I don't see you as anything more than just this hot body I can have sex with. And, like, that's exactly it. And, you know, I think it depends on the way you look at it. Emotional affairs can sometimes be worse because there is that element mm. of I actually care about you as a person. But at the same time, it's like, bro, you're like, what is he, like almost 40? Oh, is he, at least, is he in right? His 40s? Yeah. This is like a 40 year old man who's, again, married with kids and he's still playing this gross game with fans, by the way, because this woman, Sumner, is not the only person to come out. There's basically been a series of events of women now coming out also sharing their DMs with Adam Levine where it's the exact same thing happening where he's going after these Instagram models that are like either they go after him and he entertains it or he goes after them and it's just the same bullshit and I'm like why and listen Adam and Sumner are both to blame Sumner's to blame because look she knew he was a married man with children like I'm sorry but you don't go after a married person especially with kids because hello like it's just an inappropriate thing to especially when it's just a sexual relationship because like you, 
you're not even like getting anything out of it besides that. Like you're this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Now, isn't that isn't that up to controversy too and whether they actually had a physical relationship or not? Yeah, so I guess Adam came out and said the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. He was like, I never cheated, but I did cross the line. <laughs> what does that even mean? Thank like, what does you. that even mean? I'm like, you know that you don't actually have to have sex to cheat, right? That's what also, again, what emotional affairs are. The fact that you're entertaining another person and having sexual fantasies with them or about them is still part of cheating. And I'd be hard-pressed to believe that nothing ever happened between them. Like, yeah. maybe they didn't have sex the entire year that they were talking, but, like, I, or I mean, like, like the entire time. They're trading like, pics, right? Like, they're for sure trading yeah. pics, and I guarantee you they've hooked up at least once or twice within that year. So, Adam Levine, trash. Trash. Dumpster trash. fire. I mean, absolutely. Like, I agree. I mean, you're just a trash human being. Like, Which, like, no surprise. No. And I guess it's just, I, again, too, like... I, this is one of those situations where, like, it. I heard the news and I was like, "Oh, Adam Levine cheating? Yeah, that makes sense." Like, like no one, like, didn't even like cross my mind as something where I was like, "Yeah, he's." I wasn't. Shocked. He just seems like a yeah. Like if I'm out, Ryan Reynolds cheated. Oh my, my god! Brain would oh my god! You know what I mean? But like Adam, if Levine, either one like, of them cheated, if fucking if fucking uh, Blake. Uh, Blake Lively or Ryan Reynolds came out and said they cheated, I would. Uh, I would be devastated. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, even the whole thing between Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, like, Was that's huge. a little, like, yeah. gasp. Like, it's fucking Ted Lasso. And even yeah. Olivia Wilde, like, in like, her I own had right, never like, had issues with her before prior to this. But, yeah, you know, so it's like, like, I would have never expected it. But also, like, and I want to be careful here because, like, you know, you get into an area of victim blaming, I think, when you start looking at this person. But, like, to me, the way this came out mm-hmm. with Sumner... I always have a hard time. Let me give you this example first before we dive into Sumner. Mm-hmm. There's a popular TikToker that I follow named Nadia, who is a famous uh, Cold War or a uh, Call of Duty player. Oh, <laughs> I was like, and <laughs> she has been accused now multiple times of using uh, aimbots and and cheats to essentially mm. be good. And she, you know. I think drew some attention to herself because she started at one point a few months ago calling herself the best female player on Call of Duty. Ah, and of course, what does that draw. attract? What does that attract, Jane? It attracts all the fucking incels yep. who are like, oh, good yeah. for a girl and like all this stuff. Well, there's allegedly a video or videos that were released that mm-hmm. showed she was using cheats and she actually played into it a little bit. Mm. But like there are all these warning signs, for example, like she still got invited to Call of Duty tournaments. Oh. She's like, they don't invite people that they can look on their yes. system and see who's they cheating. Can, yeah. But she's playing into this. And we think it's because some people are speculating it, she's buying into this cheating thing because it has blown up. She has literally like doubled her following overnight. Well, this thing is almost like you dig your own grave if you continue to deny, deny, deny. But, but they think what's going to happen is she because she's a good marketer, Nadia mm-hmm. is, it's going to come back. She's going to show that she's actually a good player yes. and she's going to retain that audience that she's captured. Yep. I So to give that example, this is why I have a hard time with Sumner. She's a social media influencer. Yep. This is how she makes her money. Yep. And... I don't see how this does not benefit her. No, this is 100% for clout because now she has all these links and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, like go check out my Instagram. And on her Instagram, 100%. she changed her like bio to her like storefront or whatever so people can buy shit that she's trying to influence. And it's like, this is just a way for her to get attention because now the whole world is looking at her. Right. And then also, she starts out her first video when she came out with this was, 
I was having an affair with a man married to a Victoria's Secret model. She immediately relates to the fact that Bahati is a Victoria's Secret model so that she can put boost herself up to say like, I'm hot, I'm as hot as or hotter than a Victoria's Secret model. Like yeah. a, a, a rock star, quote unquote, who is married to a model like chose me essentially like it's very self-serving and again like obviously this was still decision made by adam levine he still decided yeah. to do this so obviously he's the, a piece of shit but sumner's not blameless at all well I, like i said i can only see how this benefits her and to me i think they're just both trash human beings oh, like absolutely. i think they're both but like you know what's odd that we haven't and maybe we're just waiting for another shoe to drop yeah we haven't really heard anything from adam levine's wife and it was someone yeah. who has I, 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 why did i just blank on her name um uh-huh. Bahati, yeah. Yeah. What's odd in situations like this, because we've seen celebrity breakups. Yeah. They all have their own publicist teams. Like each one, I'm sure Adam and Bahati both have yeah, publicists. Yeah, come out with a statement. And I, yeah. I would think that she would have some kind of statement either for or against, and maybe it's too soon. Maybe they're just waiting for it to blow over. But yeah. I feel like there's almost a united front. To me, there, there's, a, I always hate being that person that says there's more to the story because I always hate. Mm-hmm. It, it's just such a thing that people say now on social media. But yeah. like. They there has to be a conversation going on there because she hasn't come out and said anything yet. Yeah. So either they're waiting for it to blow over or maybe maybe there is more that we, we're not hearing about. Oh, sure. I mean, I've heard kind of rumors speculating on TikTok where someone said that they have a mutual friend with Bahati. Again, this is all like speculation. But basically, like she had said, like their mutual friend had said that they knew that Bahati also cheats and has affairs and that they she thinks that they have an open relationship oh and it's essentially that thing of like i'm not going to question what you do and don't tell me but like we can have these extra things just keep it under wraps and maybe that's why bahati hasn't come out again speculation Even if that was a thing i still can't help but thinking adam levine is trash like um, <laughs> still absolutely trash. because my favorite thing that's happening right now is people have been pulling old interviews and videos and shit and articles written about him throughout the years of just him being the trashiest human and producing gross behavior and i'm like yeah i is, yeah like i'm not surprised is, is he just adam brody and jennifer's body uh, is that just realistically what yeah, he is? Hundred percent. I mean, didn't they even say that that band in Jennifer's body was based off of Maroon Five? It makes sense. <laughs> he is literally like just the worst human being. Oh my god! You know, uh, moving on though, Jade. One thing we didn't get to talk about last week that we I think wanted to <gasps> oh, was yes. how excited are you for the Little Mermaid? Oh my god, I am so excited because it's one of my favorite Disney movies and Disney princesses, and I'm excited for Halle Bailey. The little mini trailer that they dropped during the D23 Expo, she looks amazing and sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, I. The music is amazing. Like, it's. So, you know what? Of course, you know, the controversy that's come out of this is that she's. (laughs) Little Mermaid is black. People are like having a fit about that. Stupid. That. I I don't. I don't don't get get it. it. But I don't get it. You know what touched me? Um, Because, you know, we talk about this a lot, right? You know, I mean, I'm your stereotypical white male but like it's important to have representation right like oh like God, and yes. we, and i feel like it's hard to relate to like what that actually means to people sometimes because yes. you're like oh it's important and then you have yeah. to fight things like oh is this it tokenism a while is to this... understand because i'm yeah. a blonde white 100%. woman every character everything is blonde but white you know, woman you know how it is when you watch things and you're like oh is this just tokenism and you have to have yeah, battle like, those conversations 
I don't really get emotional all that much. Like when I watch videos, like I feel like mm-hmm. I, I'm a child of the internet. I have seen it all. <laughs> I've seen the atrocities. Not yeah. much really gets to me. There was a video and it was a, a compilation of reactions to the trailer that was dropped. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bl- usually it was all women, but it was it was uh, children, uh, wi- um, black, uh, like black children and like adult women uh, who are also black. And they would sit there and show their reaction to this and the uh, range yeah. of emotions that these people had, like there was like one little girl that was like, oh my God, she looks like me. Mm-hmm. And there was another woman that just was like, oh, this is like, she was like, excited. she's like, oh, the little mermaid, I'm glad they were doing this. And then she first saw the photo and mm-hmm. she started crying. And yes. like, I was like, oh my God, like I saw, this. I don't know if you saw the same one of the little girl who like, dressed up like Ariel because she oh, was like, I yes. look like Ariel. I was I like look, so excited. I look like Ariel. And I was like, my God, like yeah. to think what that could do for another generation of kids. Cause like, let's face it. Like we were nineties kids. Like yeah. Disney at a certain level is part of your identity because of, of the type of movies that were coming out. But like to see this type of representation for a new, like I'm a hater just like anyone else. Like, I hate remakes <laughs> and shit sometimes yes. that I've seen. Like, I still, yeah. like, the remake of The Karate Kid for me, I was not a huge fan of. Like, that wasn't for me. <laughs> but, I mean... I mean, the Kung Fu Kid. The Kung Fu Kid, yeah. <laughs> but this, I am actually excited for and to see other people excited for it, too, especially for the, you know, like, the young black girl who is watching this for the first time. Like, that is really exciting for me. Oh my and God. Well, did you see the cast list they just released? Oh, I Who not. her sisters are going to be? Oh, no. And it's Ooh. a fully diverse cast. So her sisters are going to be, like, there's white, there's East Asian, South Asian, like, black, like. And so, and that's the other thing that people are freaking out about, too. Because they're like, well, why are they all different races? Because King Triton. And I'm like, listen. um, They're fucking fish. They're, they're fucking fish people. Yes, like, first of all, we don't know anything. Like, in the, maybe in their world, like, skin color doesn't relate to different race or different people. Like, maybe you just come out how you look. Or, guess what? He probably did fuck around and had seven daughters with seven different women. Maybe Who cares? Did. Yeah, because he's king know. fucking Because tra- he's a mythical yes. under-the-water Water- sea god. Creature. Like, and also, people are saying, because in the original, all the daughters are representative of all seven seas that's why he has seven daughters the seven seas are spread throughout the globe which means that if let's say they're named after that because he let's say fucked a different mermaid in every seven sea <laughs> like you know See, we it, have no idea what marital we, relations are in the under yes. the sea they, that's never been explained to us we don't know if they're into polygamy if they're into uh yeah. like yeah, like we have no idea yeah like maybe he had seven wives like whatever yeah, i don't know cares? i don't know he's matter. a king like maybe there's a i don't know how they operate either way there. i'm like they all are beautiful they all could probably sing amazing like i don't care also they're starting a new legend because I think they're they are going to turn this into a sequel movie, and all the sisters now have powers. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to see some, some spinoffs. I think so. You know so. what this is? This is Disney Plus fodder. That's what this is. Oh, a hundred percent. You know what I bet they they wait on the sequel. And they plug something into Disney Plus as an eight-episode series. Yeah, it's probably going to be see. about Ariel and her sisters. Oh, God. Yeah. Interesting. But, you know, the people that I always laugh at are, you know, the quote-unquote traditionalists because they're like, oh, well, this is a, you know, Hans Christian Andersen. It's Danish. Classic, it's Danish. This should all be Danish. And I'm like, they weren't Danish to begin with. Um, Sebastian was fucking Caribbean for some goddamn reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yes. You know, like, nothing made sense in the original cartoon. Yes. Plus... 
you know, if you really want to, like, if these are the people holding on traditions, like, are they going to be angry when they figure out that Hans Christian Andersen was probably bisexual? But not only that, Josh, but I'm like, you're talking about tradition. I'm like, the original story was that Ariel, first of all, didn't just give away her voice. Ursula ripped out her fucking vocal cords. Not only that, but when she steps on land, every step she takes feels like a thousand pins and needles. And Eric doesn't actually fall in love with her. And she dies and turns into sea foam at the end. So I don't know what the fuck people are talking about. Originality. The Disney movie had nothing to do really with the original story. It's an interpretation. Yes. Interpretation of a fucking made up story about fucking people that don't exist. But also I'm like, why are people pressed? Because even the broad show of this featured heavily a large black cast because the entire vibe of the music is Caribbean and a lot of people in the Caribbean are black like I don't (laughs) understand like you know what I mean and she comes from the Red Sea which is borders Saudi Arabia and Africa like I don't understand like what nothing makes sense I mean you know one of the literary theories of the the whole book the whole reason The Little Mermaid was Mm -hmm. written was because Hans Christian Andersen was getting over a relationship that he was in with a man oh yeah no it was a he was in love with a man who Who, didn't love him back and like that was why Ariel one of the theories why he wrote the book exactly And, and like that yeah and that's just known like he had an open relationship with men and also, in society. Again, it's like, who fucking who cares? gives a shit? Who gives it's a, story. a shit? Who cares? It's a story it's that, a you know what? Up that's going to mean something to kids yes. who haven't felt like and represented before. someone that just works for the role of Ariel because it's about Ariel as the character, not about her looks. And guess what? They still gave her red hair. She yeah. still has red hair. Yeah. So who cares? It, I, Anyways. I... I did. Anyway. Yeah. I'm excited. You're excited. Yes. Put it on your calendar because it's going to be great. I'll probably go see it in theaters. Like, oh, I'll probably 100% absolutely. go see it in theaters. Like, uh, you know, I want to get some weekly watches. Yes. I know you have a lot, but why don't we save that for a little bit later? Because okay. I want to really dive into some of those. I have another crazy story, Jay, that okay. I, I just have to talk about. So do you recognize the name Ryan Grantham? Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Not a character from uh, Downton Abbey, even though I might think that. <laughs> but he is from the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Can mm. I remember what he what he looks like? The the he played the main character in He's that. Not the main character. Uh, I thought he was the main character. No. Mm-mm. Who am I thinking of? You no. Know, oh, wait, he no. He was in Riverdale. That's where I think oh, I recognize him from. He's a kid that killed Archie's dad. He has a brief role in. Uh, yes, he's killed yes. Archie's dad. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's what he is in. He has a brief role. For some reason, I thought he was the kid, the main actor, but he's not. He's just, he's like he's one a of small his friends. Role. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a small role in that. But apparently, um, he killed his mom recently. Jesus. And yeah, was just sentenced to I think life for murder. Oh like crazy, God. it was one of those crazy Huffington Post stories that I just came across. And like, not only this, Jade, but you go further down the story. Not only did he like admit to this in a gro- GoPro video, like he like videotaped <laughs> this whole thing. He what? then was, uh, he, police thankfully stopped him. He was like going on this whole diatribe about how he was going to kill the prime minister of Canada. Uh- not Justin Trudeau. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. And he had like guns and like, I don't know, Maldive cocktails and like all this other shit. Maldive fucking bon- cocktails? Fucking bonkers. Fucking like, GTA. Yeah, I guess. And he, this kid's only like, I mean, he's 24 years old, 26 years old, something like that. Oh my God. Yeah, he's it's fucking nuts. Like, well, you know what? He has the face of a mass murderer. He does. The, Jade. Mm. Jade when, do you know, like, there's something about white people. And I, I feel like I'm an authority because yeah. I'm a white male. But there's like... Especially white males. There's like 
there's like a look where you, it, I don't know if you call it creep or if you call it whatever. Josh, it's very specific. You look at it and you're like, that kid is yeah. going to you know do what? something fucked there up. There was someone in my high school that I literally got those heebie-jeebie oh, vibes from. school shooter vibes, right? Yeah, you're like we that, were all like, yeah. but then, you know, trying to be a good person, I'm like, maybe he's not. And then ter- come to find out he like passed, you know, graduation, had a child porn ring. Oh my so. God. Yeah. Jade, were you, were you of the, uh, the mindset like, you know, when you were growing up, like, I'm going to be nice to those people. So when they yes. do start bang, bang, they'll well, like. I, <laughs> I was in a play the, with this kid. The only funny Dane, jo- Dane Cook joke ever was the oh, one yeah. where, do you remember the office shooter joke that he did? Yes. Where he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, you know that fucking guy? He's, he's the guy that he's so weird, but he's like, you know what? I go up to him every day and I give him candy and I'm like, hey man, you want some candy? Yeah. You want a piece of candy? Hey, yeah. looking good today. You want a piece of candy? So, he, so when yeah. he's walking around from Cuba going, oh, bye. He's Jesus like, hey, Christ. thanks for the candy. It's fucked up. <laughs> I've lived my life by that. You know, I, in Florida, oh Jade, when, when I see people like road raging, like, you know, they're swerving, they're cutting me off, they're brake checking oh, me. I just let them pass. Oh, oh I, I wave. Them. I say, thank you. Yep. Thank you. I let them do their thing yep. because those are the people that are going to pull a gun out and they are going to shoot you in the face for I'm no with reason. The gun laws in this. State. Oh my god! No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank nope. you. No. Nope. Yeah, but no. I yeah. There's something about like you could just peg it in someone's face. You're mm. like that looks especially white people for some reason. Like there's it's mainly white people. It's white it's, men. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just terrifying. It, it, ugh. Movie review. First book. Well, let's talk about something a little more positive. Yeah. Let's take a first look at our movie this week, which is Do Revenge. And Jay, just right off the bat, I knew this was my movie because not only were there amazing title cards. Oh, my God. Yes. Like just the conversation surrounding the title of the movie, Do Revenge. They were like, yeah, let's. Do Do revenge. Is that even grammatically correct? Why are you correcting my grammar schoolhouse rock? (laughs) (laughs) Jane, just some initial thoughts on this film. Oh, my God. This is what I think this new generation of film needs. Because I think we were lacking that classic kind of edgy teen like revenge film that we grew up on. I mean, we had things like Cruel Intentions, Jawbreaker, 10 Things I Hate About You. I mean, like... All those films like that that I feel like kind of fell to the wayside for a little bit. like, And I think this film does a really good job of bringing that same style back, but retrofitting it for the new age. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, if you are a person who is, grew up on 90s and early 2000s teen, not just rom-coms, but just, you know, high yeah. school drama comedies in yeah. general. like Clueless, this, Heathers, like... 10 Things yeah. I Hate About You, like, this is the movie for you. I I mean, literally, though, you said this is... I, I, I was trying to look up the age of the director, but has to be millennial age, I would oh, assume. Oh, she for sure Because is. this is someone who definitely grew up with all of this nostalgia and tried to rewrite a teen film for like you said today like yeah. the, with not and it wasn't too much it wasn't like it was all written mm-hmm. in gen z dialect yes it wasn't written in all millennial dialect it mm-hmm. was just written for literally if you're below the age of 40 i feel like you'll appreciate this yeah. movie like it was, it was a, for you specifically it was a beautiful merging of these two kind of genres and worlds i think it, and it makes it so that 
our generation can watch it and enjoy it, but also so can newer generations. Yeah. I have so much more to say about this m- oh, movie. Absolutely. I mean, the the director, I'm going to drop this little nugget. Uh, I don't know how I didn't know this, but the director was also the writer on Thor, yes, Love and Thunder. Thunder. So it's like we did like an actual yeah, continuation Yeah, Jennifer Caton Robinson. I know. She's someone who's up and coming, apparently. Clearly. Where I, it's so... I, 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 we need more origins for some of these people who are coming up in Hollywood because like, yeah. I want to know more about their backstory because it seems like they do a handful of maybe a short movie that got noticed mm-hmm. or something like that. And then boom, all of a sudden they're writing Marvel movies and like putting Major out films. fucking Netflix specials. Yes. Like it's working with Tiki Watiti. She wrote, she wrote Thor love and thunder with Tiki Watiti. Taika. Taika Watiti. Damn it. <laughs> he literally, he Tika. has an interview where he says it's tiger, but place the G with a K. I think I want to, I think I want to, I think because I want to hit the Watiti, I like want to be like Taika Watiti. Is it it's Taika, but ta- you keep saying Tiki. Tika. I, I, yeah. Cause I, I, I want to hit the, yeah. No. I can't. I can't do it. It's okay. Anyway, uh, come back. We're going to review our movie this week. It's streaming now on Netflix. It's called Do Revenge. And now, our feature presentation. I spent 17 years meticulously curating the perfect life. I had the perfect friends, the perfect boyfriend. Maybe you could send me something to keep me company. But you know where all of that got me? Absolutely destroyed. Max ruined my life. He'll never get away with this. Hey, do you want a ride? I know what it's like to get fucked over by someone you thought you could trust. Carissa Jones, she started a nasty rumor about me. She told everyone that I tried to hold her down and kiss her. Turned me into this predator. She destroyed me. I wish we could hire people to take them down. We should team up and do each other's revenge. Don't you want to make her pay? I don't want to make her pay. I want to burn her to the ground. Whoa. You're giving off some serious Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction energy. Glenn energy. And our movie this week is Do Revenge, streaming now on Netflix. In fact, it is uh, one of the brand new mm-hmm. Netflix original movies. Jade, uh, just to start things off, for those who might not know about this movie, because it is fairly new, can you give us the uh, synopsis, the IMDb uh, synopsis? Yeah, um, so Drea is at the peak of her high school powers when her entire life goes up in flames after her sex tape gets leaked to the whole school, seemingly by her boyfriend, Max. Eleanor is an awkward new transfer student who is angered to find out that she now has to go to school with her old bully, Carissa. So after a clandestine run-in at tennis camp, Dre and Eleanor form an unlikely and secret friendship to get revenge on each other's tormentors. Oh, man. So it's... The trailer for this movie immediately drew me in, and that oh, concerned me because on yes. Netflix sometimes that can be dangerous. But like, they only show you the best scenes in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was not the case in this movie. Like this no. movie truly did surprise. But you know, I think in true fashion, Jade, what what was trash for you though about this film? Um, so there's a couple things, but honestly, they're pretty minor in the grand scheme. For me, I just felt like. The two romantic subplots between Drea and Russ and then Eleanor and Gabby were a little too rushed. I just felt like they almost weren't even necessary. Mm. And I know it's very common, in, especially in the 2000s and 90s, for there to be a romantic subplot with the main character. But to me, it felt like 
it just wasn't needed here. I think the story needed to focus more on the friendship between Eleanor and Drea and then the actual revenge plot, just because especially to those romantic storylines were kind of rushed and they didn't exactly go anywhere in the end. They didn't like give us anything that added to the story in the end. I you know? Yeah, no, I agree with the, the romantics. It's actually one of the things I had written down because like you said, it, it's odd because the two characters, the, you know, my Hawk's uh, relationship with, um, was, was her, the main char- uh, protagonist's name or the, uh, the, what? who is the, what are you the, sis- the sister of Gabby. the, Gabby. It's Eleanor and Gabby. Uh, Max is the guy, right? Max is, yeah. Yeah, the doucher. Okay. Yeah, Dre's ex. Anyway, Dre's ex. <laughs> but, hey, sorry, I couldn't get that out. I can't talk anymore. But Gabby, uh, you only see them together. Like, you rarely, you barely yes. see her with any of the other characters. Same thing with Russ. There's yeah. one interaction where you see him with, I think, a handful of the other characters. But mm-hmm. both of them are so separated. And it's like, I needed a couple of... Mm-hmm. bridging scenes or like yeah. it, it made me think especially you know Russ's and Drea's relationship it made me really think of 10 things I hate about you well especially the paint scene the paint scene was yeah. right out right of 10 out, things yeah. I hate about you but I mean I was like he has no connection to any of the story arc so yeah. there's no need for him to really be there because yeah. he doesn't serve a purpose Russ other and than Gabby just are both outside characters like they're not part of the inner circle of who they're trying to get revenge on and I get that that's like the whole thing is they're moving on. They're moving away from these characters. They should just move on with these people. But it's like it just didn't serve anything, I think, overall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Uh, you know, and I mean, there's a couple of other maybe subplots that throughout mm-hmm. the movie that just didn't work out. Although I will say uh, as a positive, Jade, this movie was two hours. I think it could have been, you know, maybe 90. Yeah. But like I wasn't mad about the runtime. Like there was never a moment in this film where right. I felt, oh, this is gone on too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is... I don't know. Yeah. No, it's in the same boat. I mean, it, they could have trimmed it up to be, I think, 90 and made it a little bit tighter. But I also wasn't mad at the fact that it was a two-hour-long movie. Like, it didn't feel like it dragged. No. Um, no, no, no. But probably, like, one other trash for me was just... I felt like her friends, like, her, like, friend... Like, Drea's friend group either wasn't bitchy enough or... Or was almost, like, too bitchy. Like, because the way they tried to play it is in the very beginning, you have, like, they're kind of very loyal to Drea. Like, the fact that they um, are so, like, the one girl, Megan, is, like, so ready to set some girl's hair on fire for talking shit to Drea. Tara paid. (laughs) Why didn't we get more? Why didn't we get more Megan throughout the entire movie? Because It's one of my favorite quotes. She came out hard hard in the beginning, and then they just buried her character yes i wanted her to like literally set someone on fire she at was, someone point yes because like what at one point tara's like maggie why do you always choose violence and she's like why don't you like and they never give her an opportunity to choose violence like no. i was expecting at some point her to like I just her to set someone on yeah. fire but um yeah so i'm like so the, they seem like ride or die friends like tara throws her that massive party like right in the beginning yeah. but then they're all so quick to throw her under the bus and then tara immediately dates her ex max and they basically fuck her over and in the end it's kind of like oh my god I'm so sorry like all this have happened to you I don't know why I got so caught up in that and da 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 and like fuck Max and I'm like what are you talking yeah. about like I I was just I was not the biggest fan I either wanted her to be this mega bitch the entire time and then that just kind of be like look like this is who I am and you knew that I, I mean they were set up to be the plastics that's what they were set up they, yes. to me they were almost a direct reference to like Mean Girls or yeah, you know one of those absolutely. other cliques in, in teenage movies 
And those people aren't redeemable. They're not supposed no. to be. And I yes. wanted those characters to be that way. Right. I, I didn't want them to be redeemable. Same. I wanted her, like, I wanted Drea in the end to, like, get still get her revenge on Max, but kind of just be like, I don't need you guys anymore, yeah. like, because now I have Eleanor, and also I know who I am now, and I'm okay with it. You, you know one character, speaking of trash, who I just cannot go- get over? I think it's because, Jaden, like most people, I watched 13 Reasons Why all the way through. Oh, Yeah. Alicia Bow, I believe is her, her name, oh, yes. who plays Tara. I don't understand how she keeps getting cast. <laughs> she is only, I've only seen her in, because I've seen her in other things too, play one character. She can only play one cadence, one yeah. character. And like, I think she has a place in certain movies, but like, I wanted, she's supposed to be the person who, you know, you usurps like yes. fucking um, you know Drea as Queen B, mm-hmm. and, but she doesn't play it that way no. all the time. I wanted her to be meaner, and I wanted her to enough. be like own it, yeah. And yeah. like, I just don't get that from her acting. And I mean, I think I'm still bitter from Thirteen Reasons Why and her terrible acting Maybe, there. But I do, I do get what you're saying. I don't think she played this character well enough to get a good sense of who even Tara is. And I think you need a stronger. Yeah actor who has a better sense of characterization. I think Alicia Bowes still hasn't found her stride yet in film and television. And I think there could have been some, yeah, some actors who could have done a little bit better. Like maybe like Yara Shahidi or someone like that could have probably pulled it out a little bit better. That would have been good, yeah. Yeah. They should have called us and asked us. Like who's the casting director? (laughs) (laughs) Because we have a few suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jade, let's talk about what was treasure in this film. Oh, okay. So many things for me. Um, First of all, the stylization of the entire film, like the color palette with the clothing. I mean, the costume designer on this, brilliant. I'm obsessed. Everything Drea wears, I want it. Um, (laughs) I mean, like literally, I'm just like in awe of like every outfit. I loved kind of the choices they made for the um, school color palette and like their uh, uniforms, the pastel green and purple. Ugh beautiful um i also loved the soundtrack the mix of the kind of late 90s early 2000s music that was very common and popular in these types of films along with modern day music that matches that same vibe you know we still get olivia rodrigo and billy eilish like mixed in with like cranberries and meredith brooks and i mean whole it it just (laughs) yes like it just the vibes Sounds so stupid. But the vibes of this were so spot on. Um, yeah, I just... No, I, I, literally, the first thing I've written down here, Jade, is soundtrack. Like, yeah. th- the music is so well selected. And I mean, it's... If you're a millennial, you're just... You are you are loving everything you're about this movie. Because along. it is everything from your childhood, from the 90s. All the best songs from these classic teenage mm-hmm. drama movies that you watched mixed with the stuff you're listening to today and it's not yes. just it's not just Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo like I mean, top tracks it's yes. like fitting tracks that fit yes. this it's not they you fit know the scene it's not just it's like not driver's license popular music for popular music no. sake yeah yeah it's I mean it's brutal by Olivia Rodrigo it's like you were saying the your dreams from the cranberries like you mm-hmm. know happy, happier than ever by Billie Eilish like I mean I really just yes. want to find this entire they probably have a Spotify, to be honest. It, I, I but, hope um, so. 
like the fact that the end scene is the two girls driving off together singing Bitch by Meredith Brooks, which is one of my all-time favorite <gasps> songs. Yes. It was so good because it's a it's like a reference, like a nod to Cruel Intentions, and yet it still pulls in like the song is perfect because it's exactly who those girls are. Like, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother. Like, <laughs> it's everything. I'm like, ugh, brilliant. You even had flat, Fat Boy Slim in this. Yes, like, I, mean, I saw that come too, on. and I like, was like, oh my god. Like, everything. Like, someone, th- this is not just someone going out and curating music. This is someone who intentionally made every music choice yes. in this film. Like, And it works so well. It, it's Tarantino level for me. Like, oh. like you know, like yeah. these soundtracks were all intentionally put. It wasn't just one of those things. Like, God, how much money do they spend on the oh, soundtrack? I, you know either, either Netflix owns more music catalog than yes. I know of, <laughs> or Netflix just doesn't give a shit anymore because there have been several movies now with Netflix. Oh where they, it's been like, how is this movie, how is this how music? How are they now? Yeah. Because when... I listen to Office Ladies, and when they talk about how much like episodes of The Office have to pay for certain songs that are like a 10-second clip, it's they're like, oh, that was $5,000. I'm wondering if marketing has changed a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering, like, for instance, when they when Stranger Things went to um, oh, Kate Bush. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was an exchange of money, right? But like, oh, I sure. think on some level now, especially with streaming, they knew that if this season hit... That song would blow up. They didn't know, you know how what? much it would blow yes. up, but they knew it would blow up, and that translates I think into you're money, right? Because I think, because like I said, there's probably a soundtrack on Spotify, because this is what a lot of these you, companies are doing. I bet you anything, you know, yeah. people are running like us they're going, are going yep. right now and downloading these songs, playing yeah, these songs. Which means yeah, if they're playing them, then those artists are making, they're making money, money on top so, of it. So they're probably getting cuts in the initial purchase, knowing that's that they're going to get streams and downloads. I am wondering if there's some kind of like, you know, multi-company deal where like, mm-hmm. you know, Netflix is working with Spotify and they're working with Apple Music and then yep. they're working with the recording labels and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll give you this much, but then, you know, these playlists are already going to be made. So then, you know, yeah, you need to feature based, them based then, on these yeah. other, you know, films that we've done, you might make this much on the back end and that's all your money in your pocket, you know, For kind sure. of thing. Like, yeah, yeah because that's cra- like. I, I can't even I imagine. Thinking, I can't yeah. even imagine what this would cost. Like, oh my god! And um, then probably another treasure for me is um, Sophie Turner's cameo. Oh, I, Jake, <laughs> is that yours? Literally, the second one. No, please go because I. You know what? Oh. Honestly, when I first saw it, it, my I was watching with my wife, and she goes, "Is that the girl from Game of Thrones?" And I was like, "Sophie Turner." I was like, "I I think I don't know." She looked. What what she, what she didn't look the same. I don't know what what it was. It just threw me off. It took me a minute to recognize her. Yeah, she's very. I don't know. Is it skinny? Did she lose weight? Very thin. Very yeah. thin in this film. Yeah, and I don't know. Like it's because she was doing cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was a character choice. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she definitely looked a little like off. But I mean, her character though, for being on screen for like two scenes in a very short period of time, like she stole both of those scenes for me. A hundred percent. The first one is like. Basically, Drea is working at this tennis camp over the summer, and she finds out that Sophie Turner's character, Erica, had shared the sex video of her. And so to get revenge on her, she plants cocaine. So they're, like, taking her bags and they're kicking her out of the camp. And she's like, I don't even do cocaine! I don't even know what what it looks looks like! like. (laughs) I was like, um... I hear she said that. I'm like, it's a white powder. I think everyone knows. Everyone knows what cocaine looks like. But, like, then she has a secondary scene where... (laughs) No, wait, wait. No, but Drea, my favorite reaction Oh, my God, yes. Is, like, Drea plays... She's the perfect mean girl. She's like... Yes. Um... Darling, are you on drugs right now? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. 
that part was so good. Are you on drugs? And she just loses it even more. No, without hot dogs. So good. And then the second time we see her is when Drea goes to this rehab facility to go see another person, Carissa, and she runs into Erica there, and Erica's like, she's like, I just want to tell you. Oh, no, no, she's like, you know, Okay, because she asked her, she's like, how are you doing? She's like, well, I lost my scholarship to Stanford and actually did develop a Coke habit. A real Coke habit. Yeah, yeah, a real Coke (laughs) habit. And she's like, but, you know, I'm doing doing better. And then she's like, I just have to tell you that you are just absolutely the worst. And then she's like, I love your earballs. She's like, you're the worst. And and I hope only the worst worst. things happen to you. And I was like, oh, my God. So good. Oh, and, then, and then she like touches her earrings with these like little puff balls and she's like, but I love your earballs. I really do. Where did you get them? It's so fucking good. That and I remember and I think the oh. other cameo for me that was great was Sarah Michelle Geller oh, plays the, the headmaster. headmaster at the school. Yeah. Which to me just is like, okay, we are just really incorporating all teenage drama movies like oh my God, yes. cruel intentions and I, I everything like else that's what makes it so brilliant is by pulling in an actress who during that time had done so many of these teen yes. films and especially the most iconic ones like and she was brilliant in this role too because she's kind of this like no nonsense bitch who just looks fabulous and i'm like oh <laughs> love it so there, there were obviously let's talk about those because those were treasures for me if you if you watched teenage films teenage drama comedy mm-hmm. films I mean, I caught immediately, there's direct references oh, yeah. to 10 Things I Hate About You, mm-hmm. definitely Cruel Intentions. There's uh, what um, else? Jawbreaker, Heathers, Mean Heathers, Girls. Mean Girls, definitely. Uh, Clueless, John Tucker Must Die. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I didn't really catch that, I guess, too much. Yeah, so that's kind of where, because John Tucker Must Die is about like, it's another just revenge film. Yeah, so okay, I get that. So they kind of tried to get revenge on him by getting into his world. So they take the new girl oh, and they yeah, dress her yeah. up and then she puts her in the world to like date him. I feel like it's another movie that that didn't get enough clout when it came out. Um, I have it on DVD and, it comes... and it's so solid. Yeah. I remember yeah. watching it. I didn't watch it a lot, but I remember watching it. It's it's solid. Yeah. I'll rewatch that again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, and yeah, the direct references to all of these films are so great because to some they might be obvious, but to the average viewer, it's not. And they work together really well. Like, the, and what I love too is they take kind of your typical thing, like, um, making someone get into the cool crowd, the, the classic makeover montage scene. Love it, you know, and it's like there's just so many things that it hits, but again, it still does it in a way that works for this generation. They even reference it because I mean, I guess you could even argue a little bit of she's all that because they even argue they're like, oh, yeah. like we have to do, don't say it, don't say we have to do yes. a make, we have to do a makeover. makeover. And I'm like, yes. oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course. So, Jade, who I feel like there's a couple of contenders here, but who do you think had the best performance? Oh my God! There, you're right. There was so many good ones. To be honest, though, I think overall I really loved Camila Mendez. I think yep. she just knows how to play that perfect bitchy mean girl flawlessly. Because she doesn't Riverdale. Her character was a bit of the mean girl on Riverdale, and I think here she's just cemented it so well. I, I had both kind of at a tie, like uh, Camila Mendez and Maya Hawk. Hawk, like. Yeah. I thought Maya Hawk did a fantastic job at 
playing the new girl, mm-hmm. the transformative girl, yeah. then the like, you know, transcendent like evil bitch girl. You She's know, a with, good psycho. With the twist. The yeah. twist was great. Like, oh my god, I kind of felt in my heart I knew there had to be, mm-hmm. but when it was actually revealed, I was still a little bit like. <gasps> Oh my goodness! Whoa. Holy shit! Yeah. The only thing I want to say is, and this is not a diss on my my hawk. Which, <laughs> uh, why am I just discovering that she's an actual hawk? Like, first off, from Ethan Hawk. Yeah, Ethan Hawk and Numa Thurman's daughter. How, how did I not know this? How did, did you not know this? See, I didn't know she was a nepo baby. At oh all. my god! Everyone knew the Stranger Things. I apparently someone left me out. Oh, they, wow. they didn't tell me that yes. was not my point on, on a diss on her. But like, <laughs> anyway, that was just a side. My brain went went there, but yeah. Who was the makeup artist that hated her? Because everyone else, <laughs> everyone, I should say the hairstyles, everyone else's hair in this movie, Dude. flawless. Okay. Her hair for 90% of this movie looked like it just, like, you know the movie where someone gets like electrocuted and it's just like. It, so, okay, that's it. I thought the same thing. Like, why is her hair so fried? I'm like, no one could put any conditioner in her hair. Like, what is happening? A product in her hair or, yes. or style it? Like, and you know, know what threw me off is because it's that final scene, Jade. Oh, her hair. Where her hair looked amazing. Incredible. The like slick back kind of wet look. And I was like. It looks so good. Where was this the whole fucking movie? Yeah. I, I was lost by that too because the whole time I kept being like. Why does her hair look so crazy? She's supposed to be rich. Like, I don't understand why there's no conditioning treatment or, like, what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I, not to sound rude, maybe there was something else going on with her hair that she couldn't do that. I don't know. That, but like, you know, Jade, at first that's what I thought. I was like, I was going to chalk it up to, hey, maybe there was something going on and there's yeah. nothing they could do. But then when the I saw final the final scene, scene is I was like, wild. wait a minute. So I don't like, know. Yeah. Didn't make sense. It was weird. Also, I wanted to give a special mention uh, in this section to uh, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman, um, the bearded dragon, best yes. name yes. for a pet in anything I've seen in the a long time. The fact that she includes it, it's Oscar winner yeah, Olivia that, Coleman. That's the, that's the name that's of the this bearded name. dragon. It's her. It's her. Uh, what emotional support? Emotional support bearded yeah. dragon, and the entire name is Oscar winner Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. Genius. And also, I fucking love it. I love that Drea keeps making the bearded dragon dresses. <laughs> <laughs> so good it's uh, my, my favorite quote too is when eleanor is like my therapist told me to get a puppy but i prefer my companions to be thick-skinned and cold-blooded <laughs> so I, I i have a couple of quotes that oh i, that I yes. there's two that i have written down that i highlighted that i loved one is early in the movie where drea goes peaking in high school is cringe anyway <laughs> and i yes. was like Awesome. I love it. Yes. Also, and then this one's uh, Eleanor to Drea, and she goes, mm-hmm. they're talking about their do revenge. They're going through that whole segment, and she just goes, oh my God. I want to eat my lunch on her shattered ego. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I have so many good ones. Um, one of my favorites is like, <laughs> is when... um. Eleanor's doing a voiceover and she's like, my therapist, the beloved Dr. Gratch, says that hurt people hurt people, but I just don't think that that applies to teenage girls. I think sometimes they're just evil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then there's another one where Gabby is showing Eleanor around. She's doing the classic Mean Girls explaining the clicks. And one of them, she goes, those are the horny theater kids. Last year, they tried to mount a mostly white production of Hamilton. Lin-Manuel Miranda sent to cease and desist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, there's so many brilliant ones. Like, um, I love when Drea's talking about her demise. She's like, it was a classic Icarus story. I flew too close to the sun, so my boyfriend leaked my sex tape. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, there's, They're really... This is very well written. Like, Oh, my God. Uh, there's... Um, what is it? Oh, yeah. When they're in the bathroom, they're talking about doing the revenge. And then she's yeah. like... 
oh, like this, like you have very much Glenn Close in, um, what is it, Fatal Attraction yeah. energy. And she's yeah. like, Glenergy. Glenergy. And they keep saying Glenergy. I was like, this is so Paris Hilton. Like, this is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm using Glenergy now. Like, so they, they should have made it funnier and been like, I'm trademarking that. Like, they, yes, they, trademark they should have done it. Like, <laughs> trademark by Paris Hilton. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. <laughs> that would have been another great cameo if they could have, like, Paris Hilton just randomly popped in as, like, just a random thing and been like, trademarked. Uh, tra <laughs> oh, I'm trademarking that. She's like, she just happens to be in the, she just like she walks out of the bathroom the stall, stall. <laughs> and they're like, fuck. I'm on the phone with my lawyer like, right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, God. I, this is from the trailer, but the one, one of the ones that I enjoyed, what, which made me want to watch this movie is when the incredibly toxic Max is trying to quote, make up for the entire summer being victimized himself by his phone being hacked which is how the sex oh, tape got out yes and he makes drea stand up in front of the whole student body and basically points her out and is like drea you know this is for you in your honor <laughs> yes. i'm founding a new club at this school called the cis hetero men championing female identifying students league <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and he has a whole banner that unfurls behind him oh my god and i'm like how Yes, Tox. literally like, Eleanor's toxic. eye roll was beyond. The, um, the, the cut two shot of her just like, it's kind of like eye roll mouth agape, like, like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Just, and everyone else is like, oh like, God, we love so you, good. Max. It's so great. Oh my God. Uh, um, I also love uh, Gabby. Again, she's describing the clicks and she talks about Carissa and she's like, when her request for the Rose Hill cafeteria to go vegan was denied, she left her diva cup in the middle of the cafeteria in protest. Oh. It was full. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally cackled. Oh my god! And then I love when um towards the end, after like Eleanor's like revealing that she's like the one that's doing everything to Drea, and she's like, "Listen, was all this a little crazy? Sure, but I'm a teenage girl. We're psychopaths." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, can relate. <laughs> uh, you were talking a little bit earlier. We were kind of texting back and forth about this movie. There's some fun little trivia moments that even go beyond yes. references to film in this. Yeah. So I think, oh my God, this is where, again, so brilliant. Um, at one point, you see a student reading the book Dangerous Liaisons. And for those who don't know, Dangerous Liaisons is what the movie Cruel Intentions is based off of. And Sarah Michelle Gellar, who plays the headmaster, was in Cruel Intentions. Not only that... But there's actually a film, Dangerous Liaisons, that stars Uma Thurman, which is Maya yep. Hawke's mother, which I'm like, it's all coming together. It's full circle. Full circle. It's and all. Then, and then at one point, Eleanor is reading Strangers on a Train, which is the story about two strangers who meet and tell each other about how they want to kill each other's like spouse or kill their spouse. And so they get each other to do it, which is exactly what the plot of this film is. Yeah. So it just. It's, listen, yeah. this movie, I would say overall is a lot of fun to watch like oh it God. really is and i yeah. mean jade where would you rate this um you know for me i think this is a gem like i i just think this is something that it's a good time there's so much to quote to reference like i think like you know this is something that i you i could watch in three years and still thoroughly enjoy 100 I, I think this is a solid gem maybe borderline treasure and i think specifically when i say borderline treasure it's for a specific audience. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like if you're older, you might not appreciate this. But I mean, if you were born in the 80s, 
especially or in the early 90s and grew up in the time period where you are watching Cruel Intentions, 10 Things I Hate About You, Drawbreaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these movies that we've talked about, you're going to love the... Re- and if you grew up loving 90s and early 2000s music in general, oh, like yeah. this is for you. Like I would even dare to say that maybe even younger audiences wouldn't appreciate this movie as much unless they've really gone back and watch yes. some of that early stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Or at least understand the references and the music and things like that. But For still, sure. it's still a fun movie, though. Like, if you are into, like I said, teenage drama, mm-hmm. it's not only nostalgic, it's fun to watch. It's a gem. I, I, I would definitely recommend you put it on your oh, watch list for because sure. it's worth it. Yeah, you'll yeah. love it. There's a lot worse things. This is not one of the worst things. Go watch Do Revenge. It's streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> Is do revenge even the correct grammar? Oh, I'm sorry, Schoolhouse Rock. Are you dragging my sentence structure right now? And once again, do revenge is streaming on Netflix. So, you know, go watch it. Weekly Watches. I uh, I was actually away this week. So for most of the week, I was traveling and I didn't get a chance to watch a whole bunch. But... Mm -hmm. We should probably do some weekly watches. So what have you uh, been streaming this week? So I've actually watched a lot. (laughs) Um, So I watched season two of Faith the Wings Saga that came out on Netflix. And to be honest, it's pretty solid. I think they set themselves up for a really good season. They brought in Flora, which was an original character from the cartoon that they had replaced originally with Tara. But I think fans were quite upset. So they actually brought the character Flora in. But truthfully, I feel like she didn't really add anything to the season. So, but the rest of it, I think, was really well done. They set themselves up, I think, for a really good season three. So, yeah. Nice. You know, you know what I did have time though to watch this week, Jade, hmm. was still. I think, I think it might be my favorite show that I'm watching right now. What's I'm, that? I'm gonna put it there. Disney Plus, oh, She Hulk. Yes, it's, absolutely. It was a wedding episode. Incredible. Yeah, oh wait, I, it was a. What kind of episode was it? I can't remember the direct oh, quote. Oh, she said something about a self-contained, like, self-contained, yes, wedding, wedding episode. episode. Yeah, and I know what she said. I know it's inconvenient, right? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> weddings are inconvenient. God, it's, it's so amazing. Like the way they, and then not only that, because this is also why I think dudes on the internet are pissed because it is very much geared towards women. Because it's all it's all about like the shit that women face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's still entertaining. Like, unless it's you're still just entertaining, unless you're an Andrew Tate, like, you know, yeah. alpha male, <laughs> then, oh <my> God. <laughs> you know, you can still find humor. And it's like, it's funny. Like, it's a it funny is. fucking show. Yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, I loved it because we finally get to see some stuff between her and Titania, but I just love the environment that it's in and just how like weirdly kind of casual it is too, even though they're like fighting each other at this wedding, but then it's still like, okay, let's go back to the wedding. Like it just, yeah. I love the fact that like it was kind of unspoken, but how they took their fight outside to not take attention away from the bride at her reception. And I was like, that's so like... <laughs> I feel like it's a thing like Classic. you know uh, we would then it would do like it would be yeah. like they're so angry at each other and they want to start something but they're like we can't do this in here Your, because this is yeah. Samantha's day. special yeah. day so we can't do it here we have to go outside. outside I'm so mad yeah. we're gonna go outside though and we're gonna do this yeah <laughs> absolutely I mean like it's just it's yeah, great like it's it. uh, that, if you're not watching that show you can ignore all of our other suggestions just go watch She Hulk there's four or five episodes out right now yeah. something like that it's binge through them it. they're half hour each. The only show that you'll hear me saying, I wish it was an hour. 
The only oh, show I wish it was an hour. For sure. There are other shows I'm watching right now that are literally over an hour an episode. And I'm like, minutes. oh yeah. my God, I can't. Ugh. Yeah. And yeah, this is not one of those shows. Go do it. No, this yeah. is fantastic. What else um, you got? I just started Reboot on Hulu. It's a brand new Ooh. series. Um, it's very kind of self-referential. I love it. It's basically about this woman who decides to reboot a classic like sitcom on Hulu, funny enough, because it's on Hulu, and <laughs> she pitches the show to them, and they decide to green light it, but come to find out the original creator of the show is actually this new showrunner's father, estranged father. So there's kind of this back and forth where she wants it to be this like edgier, you know, deeper ret- like retrospective of the show where she's like, well, let's get into the real issues that we're going off these characters. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's not funny. We need these characters to trip over a, like, you know, a trash can. Like, that's funny. <laughs> so it's just, it's this wonderful thing that basically talks about it makes fun of all the television reboots that we've been seeing while also kind of playing into the idea of like how much thought has to go behind making a successful reboot. It, it's so good. It has um, uh, uh, Keenan Michael Key. Oh. Uh, it has Judy Greer and Johnny Knoxville. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting cast His choices. There. Is amazing. <laughs> so, oh, I just found that really funny. Um, you know what's funny is I have been a little suspicious or cautious of this show because mm-hmm. for some reason Hulu dumped a lot of advertising money into this film. Like literally, yeah. every time I scroll through, I feel like TikTok or Instagram. Uh. I I I can almost re, uh, recite the monologue that they have oh, in the room where they're yes. like she's like well is anyone even doing reboots, reboots anymore and, yeah. and they list off like 15 shows reboots, like, yeah. <laughs> and i think it's because it's literally hulu is also referenced like hulu is one that's creating the reboot in the show so they're like this is the hulu producer this is the executive director you know what i mean so i feel like because it's contained in their actual world i feel like they're pushing it a lot more it's funny so, but it is worth like getting into that Oh, absolutely. I think there's just so many things about it that if you know anything about Hollywood, you're going to enjoy this. Like they have like the child actor who was on the show is now like grown up and all the adults are like freaked out about it. They're like, oh, oh, because, you know, it's that weird thing of like child actors who are sometimes they're cute as a child, but they grow up weird oh, looking. Oh, yeah. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, what happened here? And like he's also like very immature. And like he also can't differentiate from the fact that those are his TV parents and he thinks of them as his like, Amazing. real parents. Fucking it's amazing. So fucking good. Um I don't want to bring the mood down, Jade. Oh. But I am. Okay. Because this just stuck in my mind because this whole week's been a blur for me. But y- you, me, and my wife, we all watched uh, a film together. Oh, yes, we that we, we had this. contemplated Even maybe review. reviewing because it was so popular and yeah. we believed because we believe in Reese Witherspoon and, and the of movies course. that she produces. No, Jade, I, I'm going to sound like, I don't want to sound like an incel. I don't want to sound like a, a, a man that doesn't understand romance or women's movies. But oh. please give me some insights on where the crawdads sing because oh I God. still don't understand what we watched. This movie makes no sense to me. So I read a good portion of the book, but I never finished it. So I don't know. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if maybe it's better in the book. But basically, like, this movie sells itself as, like, a murder mystery kind of thriller. But in fact, it's not. Like, there's a character that dies in the beginning of the film. And Daisy Edgar Jones, her character, 
is blamed and she's arrested and then she has to go to this trial where they have to prove her innocence. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to spend the rest of this time proving her innocence. Like we're going to see all these moments where there's going to be tension in the courtroom and, and the investigation into like they're going to be collecting evidence and yeah. we're going to have to explain it in flashbacks. No, the entire film was basically a giant flashback to her being a child where her entire family abandons her, including her father. She basically She's very raised, abusive. Yeah, yeah, very abusive. She basically raises herself, and then her neighbor across the way, this boy Tate, when he's older, ends up, you know, he teaches her how to read. He teaches her, like, he basically educates her himself. And then they end up, of course, falling in love. And then... The, he leaves. He leaves, because he, like, they had a moment where they almost slept together, but then he's like... No, I don't want to do this because I'm leaving, going to college. And so he encourages her because she's an artist. He's like, oh, you should draw, like, books for scientific things or whatever. But she does end up doing. But when he's gone, this, like, kind of somewhat well-off, like, young man moves into town and then strikes up a romance with her. But then... He's a doucher. He's a douche. She basically starts... Show, showing the same behaviors as her abusive father. Then she finds out that he's like engaged to another woman and the whole thing is like fucked up. So that's why people think that she killed him. So they're explaining all these things and I'm like, okay, great. But there's like no tension. There's no. nothing to show evidence. Like, Even the story, like to me, didn't make sense because it didn't no. go anywhere. Like nothing happened. No, nothing happened. None of the characters developed. None oh of God. the story, re- there wasn't a story arc. It was just kind of like, here is this person growing up. Nothing really affected her. Yeah. She made it out just fine. She made She's it fine. okay. Yeah. And then, oh, she gets back together with Tate and then and it's they fine. get old. She gets off. Of, yeah. It's like basically she gets off of the murder. They prove with it. With no drama. Like it's just Nothing. like, oh, all of a sudden, like I didn't it even know. It was like one J- presentation. I didn't even room. know that they were going to read the verdict. They like Same. come into the courtroom. I was like, oh, we're going to build more drama. Nope. Okay. Verdict time. And I'm like, what? Yep, what? That's it. It was literally they had a couple witnesses and then they read the verdict. And they're like, not guilty. And you're like, oh my God. And then she gets back together with Tate because he moves back to town and they grow old together. And then she dies. And then he finds a notebook and realizes that she actually did kill this man. And I'm like, what? Which we don't even get like a context to we how. We don't even get a flashback, flashback to how, to how she, she did, did it. it. Thank That's you. what I wanted to know. I'm like, okay, how did she kill him? At, at a certain point, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess she didn't. Like, it doesn't really make sense because they don't ever really don't explain show it. Anything. And you're like, okay. They never even show the moment that he died. They never show that day. And it's so fucking annoying especially because it's convoluted right yeah. like that's how they prove that that she gets off because basically she had a meeting with her publishers and a town over and she had to take the bus to get there so they were like the timeline on this is insane she would have had to grab a 2 a.m bus yep. come all the way back within like an hour within an hour she would have gotten from the bus stop yep to the place to, to, yeah to where the, and gotten him to go there yep is no cell phone this is to have oh this also happens like in the 60s right yeah it's like the 60s. so there's no cell phone so somehow Lured him out to this remote spot in the swamp, right? Like yes, this, and then so got like back an on the old bus? fire tower where she apparently pushed him off the fire tower. He dies. Then she gets back on the bus and then gets back to her hotel, probably around like they say like four or five a.m. And then manages to get herself to get ready to go meet her publishers first thing in the morning, like eight a.m. Eight a.m. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, "That's like impossible," but then somehow it is possible and also they said there were no witnesses that saw her because again this is pre-security cameras everywhere how so like it, at least it would have made sense if there was like a flashback where you where you could you know see the yeah. series of events happening it how would, she did it you know what would have made more sense is if like tate was actually in on it 
and like oh drove her back and forth and like lured him out. Like all of that would have made more sense. I thought it was. I thought he was going to be the murderer. To be me, honest, me too. When she was. I thought that was guilty. the whole thing. I thought like I was like oh, like at one point because they he do was have home the whole time. They have this one scene where like they're she he visits her in jail or does something. I'm like oh he she knows she knows that he killed this well, other guy because we see and I'm like why is he being a dick and not admitting because it to because one of it? the big things of evidence they had was this like red beanie and they're like we found fibers from the beanie on the victim but and we find Tate's out that beanie. it's Tate's beanie and I'm like well I'm like oh Tate killed him it's like him. done yeah no. anyways it's trash don't watch it don't recommend it dumpster fire waste of your time yeah waste of your time but here's what I do recommend Abbott Elementary I watched all <gasps> of season one started season two yeah uh, definitely deserving of an Emmy Charlie oh. Ralph absolutely deserving of her Emmy it's funny, it's relevant, it's cute. I think Kenta has done a fantastic job of taking something that's on network television and making it fun, I think, for all audiences. Nice. It basically showcases an underprivileged school and all the bullshit that teachers have to go through um, in order to just make shit work for their kids. And they they frame the whole thing with humor, but it's also like a really good showcase. That's uh, exciting. Like a Title IX school. I I, I think I now had to start it because I. it was one of those shows where I was like, M, I'd heard a lot of good things and I when we had just talked about it with the Emmys, but mm-hmm. it's good to hear that it's living up to the hype. Like that makes me excited. Oh yeah. Anything else on your list before we move on? Uh yep. Uh, one more recommendation. I started Rap Shit on um <gasps> yeah, HBO Max. Oh. This is a show by Issa Rae who does Insecure. Um and this one's really good. It's about like these two women takes place in Miami who want to become rappers and so they start this like rap group together and it's kind of their journey and to break into the industry but there's also all of these factors that are kind of holding them back and um, my favorite character is Mia for sure like she <laughs> you know they kind of almost try to pin her as like she's the irresponsible one or like maybe like not as like good because she has like three she works three jobs Jeez. to support her child yeah and one of them is she's an only fan so she does cam <laughs> stuff and like girl like do what you gotta do and yeah. she creates a lot of these instagram like videos and stories where she's like dunking on men she was like you know fuck them you gotta do what you gotta do get where you can out of the relationship like don't take less than what you're worth which i'm like i'm here for <laughs> i'm like fuck yeah and one of the things she talks about she's like seduce and scheme i'm here to seduce and scheme Jesus. like yeah and that turns into one of their hooks for one of their songs is like seduce and scheme <laughs> seduce and i'm like fuck yeah and then the other girl shauna is painted as she's like I don't want to rap about like my pussy and like I don't want to be shaking my ass. She's like, I want to rap about real shit and this and that. I'm like, that's fine. That's great. But in order to break into the industry, you have to do something that people are going to listen to, which is music that they can move along to. Like they can dance to and they can get into. And she learns that really quick. And I think it's that she has to also kind of understand like, you have to give into the industry a little bit. And she has a hard time accepting that. And so she kind of self-sabotages a lot. But Ooh. anyways, it's brilliantly done. And the coolest part about it is majority of the way it's filmed is through the cameras of people's phones. So it's watching them through TikTok, oh, interesting. Instagram, like reels, doing FaceTimes, like things like that. Yeah. All right, so real quick. So, so let's recommendations. Yeah. So let's, let's run through real quick for people. So Reboot, which is on Hulu. Abbott Elementary, it's on ABC, but you can watch it now on Hulu and HBO Max. And then Rap Shit, which is on HBO Max. 
And trash where the crawdads, crawdads where the crawdads sing. sing. Don't watch that. It's uh, it's not good. And definitely watch She Hulk if you're not watching it oh, already. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but Jade, we thought for our next movie we jump into the holiday spirit. Yes. When I say holiday, I mean fall, <laughs> aka moving into Halloween, yes. which means horror, spooky movies. Mm-hmm. And we were looking through. I know Jade, you're a big fan of yes. the Blumhouse uh, yes. series that's on. Hulu. Hulu into the dark. So we were looking through several of the films, and and this one stuck out, I think, to both of us here. It's called "I'm Just Fucking with You." And, <laughs> and what's this about? It's about this man who is uh, I forget what they're actually doing, but they're him and his sister are staying at a hotel, and his sister's meeting him there, and it's like a motel, and there's no one else staying there, but just the guy at the front desk. And the entire evening, though, the guy at the front desk keeps pulling these weird pranks that start bordering on psychotic and so the man can't really tell like each time he's like oh my god he's being serious like i think he's going to kill me or i think he's going to hurt my sister and but then the guy keeps being like oh my god like i'm just fucking with you like i'm joking i can't believe you're taking this so seriously and so he keeps doing that but like it keeps building and building and building that like each little thing that he's doing to the point where something does eventually become violent. It, it really, I, we were watching the trailer and it has the potential to be really terrifying. Like you yeah. just kind of see it on his face because the guy's always like going from very serious mm-hmm. to like, ha ha, this is yes, so funny. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like It just puts you on edge just watching this guy talk. Like yes. you're just like, I am annoyed and I'm scared and I'm, I'm in suspense and I don't yep. like anything. I don't like this happening. man talking like yes. at all. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. So if you're a horror fan too, definitely check out what Hulu's got going. I know we've mm-hmm. said this before on the show, but I mean, Hulu is probably has its finger on the pulse of of new horror you know right what? now. I think Hulu is currently where Netflix was when they were first coming out with like original content mm. because Hulu is now st- like really stepping it up with original content. They're also buying really, really good content as well. Yeah. Like the films that they've been acquiring are so good. And so I'm interested to see where they're going to be. Well, so that's what we're going to be reviewing next week. So you can watch it now on Hulu. It's called I'm Just Fucking With You. But, uh, you know, we're hoping uh, to still be on time with our show because we do have a hurricane coming so we'll see yeah, how that uh next week might, yeah so sometime it'll be here we think yeah Hopefully so we're, no- we're hoping we can get everything recorded and yeah. done before <laughs> you know ira or whatever it's called hits uh, is it ira i can't remember what uh, they called it ian i think it's ian right is it ian okay. yeah because we almost had her i don't know it, <laughs> everything will be fine i'm sure uh where can folks find us if they want to learn more between now and then Yes, you guys can follow us on our socials. We are Our Taste is Trash on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. All right, we'll come back next week if we're uh, still here and not uh, blown away by a hurricane. (laughs) 